Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 148, We Are Galactic Citizens. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there. Wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. In fact, wherever you are in the galaxy, you are welcome. Because today we're talking about our galactic citizenship. And hopefully we've all got a virtual passport for that. In fact, I can guarantee it. Because this is the passport you carry in your DNA. Your DNA carries your ability to go wherever you want within that parameter of your own DNA. Because we've been talking about the awakening of our DNA, the awakening of the junk DNA, and it's time. This is so exciting. And I have been downloading information at a rate of knots in the last week, in the last few weeks. Uh, My Jupiter is being affected by the Jupiter that is retrograde at the moment, that is coming back into Aquarius after having a little sojourn in Pisces. And this is affecting me and maybe affecting you. My Jupiter is in Gemini, so I love collecting information and it feels like I've been on this dramatic download recently. Both remembering things, remembering things that have happened in this life, but also remembering memories that I've had in this life of past lives. Maybe that's also been happening to you. And I could call them past lives, but I really want to call them extraterrestrial lives. Lives where I've known something about myself that has awoken, but it doesn't necessarily come from this life. And I say that because often people will say, I'm not so sure about reincarnation or whether I've had past lives. But I'm sure you've had memories or interests that don't relate to your family or don't relate to your upbringing. For instance, I remember being in a bookstore in Sedona, of course, a wonderful place to be in a bookstore, but this was probably 20, 25 years ago. And I was looking at some books and this man came up to me, which is what often happens. And he said, ah, there you are. As if, you know, oh, I just forgot where you were in the bookstore. But I'd never met this man before. And something he said, he said, well, of course, you are remembering your samurai ways, aren't you? And I just knew that he was talking to me about being a samurai, of which I have memories as well in this earthly existence. But immediately as he said this, it was, he said, the way you're holding your hands is the way you've held a sword as a samurai. And immediately, it reminded me of how I held my hockey stick when I played hockey, field hockey, and that I would know how to move my hand, move my stick to move the ball. And I thought, in that moment, I knew he was right. It wasn't that I had to go away and think about it. I thought, yes, my ability to move that hockey stick and to score goals came about because I knew how to hold a sword in samurai days. And now 
I'm going to be sharing with you some more information, not just from my life, but from your life. And I understand the Shalali or Shihali beings that come from another part of our galaxy actually were the origins of samurai. They know about how to move energy. So they have a very strong connection to Oriental martial arts. And I thought, I relate to this really strongly. The ability, I love Tai Chi, I love Qigong, I love Aikido, even though I've only practiced them, I've got to say, in a small way. But it's almost like, of course, this is how I know how to use my body, how I know how to move energy. And you may not know, but underneath here, I'm moving my hands. I know how to move my hands to move energy when I'm talking. The reason I don't show it in the camera all the time is it would be confusing to you. <laughs> but I understand that this is part of my galactic knowing. So what I'm wanting to share with you today is maybe different aspects of who we are as galactic beings. And I am really only, I'm going to say, starting my research in this. It's almost like I'm only just starting my remembering. And I'm sure I'm going to share more with you uh, in later podcasts. I've been greatly influenced over the last couple of weeks by a wonderful man called Adam Apollo that many of you may have followed. Please do look at his website, his YouTubes, because he's a great speaker and he's a marvelous storyteller. And as he tells the story, which really is the gift of telling a story, you suddenly realize you're there with him in that story. And he talks about the real Star Wars. And I see that the video was taken down very quickly by certain people. But you can still find interviews when he talks about this. And I would really encourage you to listen to those interviews. The other book that I just happened to have and have picked up was The Only Planet of Choice, which I picked up in the early 90s. I saw it was published around 1993. And I would really encourage you to look at this. And it was, uh, there were many authors to this. Phyllis Schlemer was one of the authors. It came out of uh, Britain. But I would really encourage you to look at that book as well. There are so many more I could talk about. The Return of the Birdmen, which uh, was a, an excellent book as well. And I feel that the films, the movies that have really moved us, like Contact, Communion, uh, Cocoon, Interstellar, these are films, Star Wars, Star Trek, that were ahead of their time and really trying to remind us who we are. Uh, Avatar, you may wish to say, yes, I'm going to go and watch that again because I saw it with one eye, but I now need to look at it from as a galactic citizen. Does that excite you? I hope it does. And we are back there. We are, we are in a place, and that's, I'm saying back there. Many of the memories we're having during COVID and during this time, as I've always said, are not related to now. People's fears of death, as I say, are not just coming out of the blue. Oh, I think I'm now scared of death. I might die from COVID. This is out of proportion to a disease that actually has a 0.26% chance of killing you across the board and that has only ever had one child in America ever died who didn't have a pre-existing condition. 
this is out of proportion. So what we're experiencing, if you have a fear of death or fear of being maimed, but also a fear of the earth being destroyed or the fear of losing your home or a fear of being uh, taken over by other beings who might want to put implants into you. These are memories that are coming from not just past lives here on earth, they're coming from your galactic past lives or your, your, the fact that you have been a humanoid in many different planets of this galaxy. All right? So you have watched your planet be destroyed. You have had an implant placed in you. You have been forced to live in a very tiny body when you have a huge energy. You have lost your power. You have lost your individualization. All the things that are coming up now are galactic memories. Let me put it that way. Galactic mythology, not just familial. Not You won't find that in your family, maybe. Maybe you will. But this is an extension of those stories I talk about. You know, I often say about it's important to look at our stories and take what we want from them and let go of them. That's irrelevant. That's relevant now. But now our stories have got bigger and bigger and bigger because I'm now saying that we're carrying memories of ourselves both in this planet, in this solar system, in this galaxy and beyond. But we're just going to stay with the galaxy today so we don't get too lost. That makes sense? So we're clearing memories of these stories. And these stories were told in the story of Star Wars. So that's why I'm going back to how Star Wars really related to what are known as the Orion Wars that went on for thousands of years. Um, I don't know how long, but thousands of years. It wasn't a short war. And that many of us have memories of being in those wars on one might say all sides, please. This wasn't that you were just being oppressed. You were possibly the oppressor as well as, as I have been. So this idea of how do we come to where we are now is really important. And I, the book that I mentioned, The Only Planet of Choice, was very interesting because I will go back and read it again because uh, I went through it quite quickly before I wanted to share this on this podcast. But there were a few features that I really picked up on was that after, because of the Orion Wars, and I'm going to go back to that, the problem of the Orion Wars that was polarity, the us and them, the good and the bad. And this caused us to continually cycle this idea of always feeling that you're being oppressed or you're the oppressor, the, the polarity, male, female, all of this is causing these wars to continue. And if you haven't noticed, they're here on this earth, even now. And so what this idea is, is that they, first of all, try to send or create beings, and this was the, uh, uh, the uh, Enki and Elil, the Sumerian beings, um, they tried to say, okay, let's create a group, the Anunnaki, who will help us to find balance between these polarities, because everything's about balance. How do we create balance? But instead of Enki and Elil or this idea of these Anunnaki coming and finding balance and finding a way that we could live in harmony, they actually started to battle against each other. And so it was seen that 
that experiment didn't work. So what were they trying to achieve? What was the problem? And I say they, it isn't necessarily a they, it's an us as well. And I, it's a little confusing to say that. But I, as a humanoid, I have physical form. I also have spirit form. And having a physical form is not a detriment. It's one of the most amazing ways of spiritual growth because it's through this physical form that we can create change within ourselves as spirits more than if we weren't in a physical form. So that many light beings, spirits, take on what we, you know, the best description I have is a physical form in order to evolve. But that physical form was never meant to take over the control of that spirit form. It was supposed to work in harmony, balance between spirit and matter, spirit and physical form. And that every being in this universe has this experience at least once the spirit enters a physical form to evolve, to find balance. It's all about finding balance. That's the best way I can say it at this moment. So that having a physical form is not a bad thing. But what was happening in these wars is that literally the physical form was becoming denser and denser and the spirit was getting lost. And I would suggest that we are there now as well. And so it was decided to create a planet, planet Earth, that was beautiful, that was a paradise where every spirit could come here, create a physical form, manifest a physical form through the elements, experience that physical form and find balance between their physical form and their spirit form and could leave. It was the balance that was needed to be achieved, the balance in consciousness. So after the creation of the Anunnaki and the ability or the Anunnaki arriving to try and find that balance and that didn't work, this earthly world was created and it was created by many different star groups, many different galactic beings. So no one being was going to be able to control it. And the other thing that was given to us as spiritual human beings was free will. Just this is so unique on this planet. We have free will, we have choice. So that no one group could should be able to influence us. So using free will, we could always be finding balance between spirit and matter. But things went wrong because the physicality that we took on in this earth took on energies that were about desire and ownership and possession and fear. And the density of these emotions or these density of these desires became so heavy that we we couldn't move out of them and return to that light being, or we, we found it more difficult to do that. And hence, we are at this junction now, where we should, as light beings, as spirit beings, just have come to this planet once, 
found balance between the physicality and the spirit, found that, you could say, that infinity sign, that figure of eight, where you kind of can move between the two. One minute I can be a light being, then I can be a physical being. And then I, I can fluidly, flexibility, with flexibility, move between the two. But what happened is that we actually became so addicted, obsessed by that physical form, that density, that we forgot that we were light beings or we forgot how to move between the two. Do you remember I'm always talking about flexibility? We forgot how to do that. So here we are. So here we are in this very dense space. And that dense space isn't about a beautiful planet that has stones and trees because they are all light beings. That is the light energy. It's our emotions. It's our desires, it's our fears, it's our passions that have got us hooked into this. So we keep reincarnating onto this planet and that should never have happened. Okay? That was never meant to have happened. And various times people have come, beings, masters, angels, archangels have come and said, come on, be a light being. Let me, let me break you free of those restraints. And we've gone, yeah, but I actually like this here. So this time we're in another type of war, but the war is with ourselves. It's our own density that is, keeps recreating the battle, the polarities. So those polarities are not about balance. And more so than ever before are we noticing these pressure this whole idea about racism yes racism is not okay it's a polarity but anti-racism is also a polarity so how do we move between those two forms how do we know how to do that and it isn't about shutting out one because as the book as i was reading the book it said this is not a time to actually block this and I'm noticing the light that's coming in on this video if you're watching on the YouTube. Uh, this is a light that's coming through. I'm not going to stop it. It just seems to be arriving. So what will set us free is to find balance, to appreciate our spirit and physicality and to enjoy both without becoming possessed by either. And people tell me, well, I'm so spiritual. You're not me, but you're so spiritual. I read all the books. I do all the meditations. And I say that is a belief system. So being spiritual doesn't mean having a belief system or a religion that ties you into a way of being. Being spirit is about being your light being, where you are not caught up in a dogma or a teaching, freeing yourself from that freeing ourselves from old stories. And so here we are, the light beings I can see are joining me on this video. So a brief summary of who we are. It is said that humanoid, and again, humanoid doesn't always mean five fingers, five toes. It can be, as you've noticed, uh, on some of these ETs, three fingers, three toes, whatever. But it's generally about having a body that looks like a human, maybe the eyes, the nose, doesn't have to have ears, but that sort of framework that we often see. So here we have this humanoid energy. And originally it came, I understand, from the constellation of Lyra. 
And the main star there is Vega. It's interesting that 13,000 years ago, the pole star was Vega, if you understand the procession of the equinoxes. I don't want to go down there today, but just to understand that maybe during that time there was a real influx of energy every 26,000 years this energy of humanoids would come from this Lyra constellation. Because we're not 13,000 years old, we are thousands, hundreds of thousand years old, millions even. So the humanoids were said to come from this Lyra constellation and spread around the, the galaxy and colonized. I mean, hey, we always are colonizing. So we colonized and we colonized and went to Sirius Pallades, and I'm really quite sure that there were beings there before, so it wasn't like there was nobody there. But just as we've done, even today, we travel to places, we put our mark down on places, and and as you know, if you come from Britain, we've done that many a time. We've taken over a country, we've put our mark on it, not successfully. But what happened was that, that we from Lyra, humanoids from Lyra, would enter into these different places and some of them were serious as I say, Pallades, Shikea, Yohoni, many, many. Maybe there are many groups that have a humanoid way. But what happened was that as we spread, we also started to meet other groups who either had a humanoid way about them, which therefore they may have the body of a human but the face of a reptile or a face of a bird or a face of an animal. Um, or did not look like us at all. And Adam Apollo talks about 73 different groups. I've also heard 24 different groups. It doesn't matter, but not all of those are humanoid. And it was really when we went into uh, the areas of around Orion, and this isn't just those three stars you think about Orion's belt. This is the whole of that, a huge constellation, a huge area, that the wars began. And there were those who wanted to mine the precious metals, and hey, that's still happening. So they wanted to mine the precious metals. They wanted to take what was precious and possess it, which is happening today. And others who were taken as slaves to do this thing. So all the talk about slavery at this moment, it's very ancient, hundreds of thousands of years ago, there have been those who were the masters and those who were the slaves. And that many were promised something. Hey, if you come along my way, I'll give you some of what I mine. And then lost their individualization. They lost their autonomy. They lost their free will. So this has happened many times. And what then happened were these Orion Wars. And the Orion Wars were often seen to be between the reptilians and the non-reptilians. But what's important is we don't say that everybody who has a sort of reptilian way about them is a bad being and the humanoids are all good. It's actually very intermingled. And I've told you my own reptilian story. I know I had that reptilian energy in me. We have a reptilian brain. So when someone says, they're the bad guys, we're the good guys, hey, it's not as simple as that. We've all been there. And if you have ever tried to possess something that didn't belong to you or cause others or try and control others with your emotions or with your thoughts, you got some reptilian blood in there, my friend. And so the different groups that we that belong to us are the Syrians, 
serious. So many of you may say, I have, you have serious knowingness. And what I understand for Madame Apollo is a serious energy had two suns in terms of, uh, they had two stars, I should say, A and B. And because the light was so strong, having two suns, and they, they didn't always rise together and fall together, that the beings from Sirius often would live in the trees and would shelter in the trees. So they were more often seen as the elves, seen as those who lived with the trees, talked to the trees, worked with the trees. But they also worked with light, and they understood the principles of light and how to work with light. They worked with crystals, they worked with light, they worked with sun energy, and they understood the light that was carried in the trees, not just the trees giving them sustenance as in eating from a plant, but how to actually feed themselves with the light of trees. So any of us that have an interest in trees and light energy and work with trees know this energy. We have Syrian energy DNA within us. And it reminded me as I spoke about or listened to this from Adam Apollo is how I always sneeze in the sun. Maybe some of you do that. And I realized, wow, I have this sensitivity to the sun. I have a sensitivity to the sun behind trees. If I see the sun flashing behind trees, I often go out of my body. I can't stay in my body. I'm sharing that with you because maybe this is something you experience. And then the Palladians, they're different. The Palladians are water beings. So those of you who have a strong connection to water, then you have probably Palladian energy. The dolphins, the whales, they built their cities under the water. But they also built their spaceships and their cities in the air because they understood that the, how to use water as memory, how to change water, we could say, from its liquid form to its solid form. They knew how to walk on water. They worked with water using sound. So they sounded into all these areas. So maybe you have a strong connection to water. You need to be by water. Maybe you have this connection to sound and you, you love listening to music and, and how the vibration changes you. You have Palladian energy, my friend. So you can have all of these. So the Sikali, and I'm pronouncing that wrong, but these beings, Shilkali, uh, excuse me, I'm not always good remembering those words without looking at it in my work, but I'm just sharing it with you. These are the beings who lived in the Orion constellation. They come from that area and they, they lived on a desert because their land had been destroyed on the surface. So they learned how to live underground. They learned how to work with energy underground. They knew how to, as I say, they became the Orientals. In other words, they took on the understanding of how sound and symbols, this is why we have the languages of Japan, of the, uh, of, of the Orient, it's all in symbols. They knew how to, to paint these wonderful tanker where you could actually show symbolism and change the energy of people around you through art, through sounds, through movement. These are these beings. And then you have the Arcturians, and the Arcturians also were the, the wonderful geneticists. 
you know, we talk about genetic engineering and genetic changes, but the Arcturians knew how to do this. They could change shape at any time. If they wanted to, they would develop gills and swim under the water, wings and fly. The Arcturians knew how to shape shift. They knew how to change their energy. They too knew how to work with stone. They were the stone workers. They knew how to vibrate with stone. They put energy into stone. As you know, I have a love of stone and how stones carry mythologies. So there are so many different groups, and I'm really just sharing a few of them there, that have we already carry inside us. And I want you to understand that this is who we are. So it's not about saying, oh, I'm a Syrian or I'm a Palladian. It's much more about saying, this must matter to me now. I have to remember that I have this gift of working with water. I have to remember that I have this gift of working with light, I have this gift of working with stone. And use the gift, use the knowledge. And there's one last group that I want to just share before we finish is the, the dragons. And it is said, this is again what Adam Apollo says, is the dragon energy didn't come from this planet, uh, from this galaxy. It came from the Andromeda galaxy. And it was caught up, it was brought into this galaxy by following its own ley lines. And I will talk about this another time. But it followed its own it was stolen, it was taken into this galaxy, and because it came into this galaxy, it had to continually be reborn in this galaxy, even though it didn't belong to this galaxy. And that the dragon energy was then put, stuffed into small bodies, and the dragons have become angry because they're put into these small bodies. They didn't want to be here. And they often became the reptilian energies because they were angry that they'd been taken away from their homeland and they wanted to get back. So not all dragons are bad and not all reptilians are bad, but some of the anger that's felt and the lack of control and the, the feeling of frustration comes from us not being in the body that really works for us, that we want to set ourselves free. So part of the healing that we're doing now is setting ourselves free, not battling against someone, but recognizing who we are, breaking free of restrictions, breaking free of constrictions. And I know I'm sharing this, and I hope that this is waking you and I up to who we truly are. And I'm probably just going to finish on this level. But I want you to really tap in, and maybe, you know, in a few weeks I will come back to this and we'll work through these different groups, do a little meditation to see whether you can find out which of the groups is primary you, what is trying to be released inside you. But before I finish, I wanted to say I had been thinking, and I'm coming back to COVID here, why on earth was this called COVID-19? We all call about COVID-19, COVID-19, because actually the first incidents that were actually recorded were in 2020. And I kept saying, why do we call it COVID-19? Yes, we now know that there were cases in, in 2019. But when we started calling it uh, COVID-19, we didn't know that. And so most of us only knew about this in the early 2020. So why was it called COVID-19? 
And I saw yesterday someone who had um, translated this, and I thought, ah, that makes sense. So they looked at the COV as certificate of vaccination, ID, ID, and 19 as the one is A, the nine is I. And so the certificate of vaccination, ID by AI. That made sense to me. Because the last group I'm going to talk about are the greys, and you've mentioned, or I've mentioned these before, the greys are those who came from mainly Zeta reticulus, but they actually came from many places, and the greys were very much like us. And the greys are those that we see with the big eyes and the, the smaller mouth, very small ears. And what is always said is the greys are coming now not just to harvest DNA from us, which is what's happened, but also to warn us not to go on a certain path because we are going on that path. And what happened to the greys were that they were promised higher intelligence, greater ability, greater wealth, if they would just have implants put into their brains. And because they wanted that wealth, because they wanted that greater intelligence, they agreed to it. When that happened, they lost their individuality. They lost their soul connection, their individual, unique soul connection. They lost their free will and they lost their emotionality, which they were told was the problem. If I can make you less emotional, more intelligent, then you'll be stronger. And they said, okay, do it. And I want to leave us in, with this warning that whatever someone offers us, higher intelligence, greater wealth, less fear, is not the direction we need to be going in. You may not enjoy your fear. You may, not, you may want more. But what I want for you is individualization. I want you to be passionate. I want you to have the full range of emotions, but not allow those emotions to take us over. Because the only way we're going to get out of this dense energy that we find ourselves in is actually to recognize we are not our emotions. We are not our stories. We are not our victimhood. We are not our martyrdom. We are not our guilt trip. These are energies, they are stories, but we are not those beings. And that in our language, we can say, I'm experiencing this, but I am not it. And by owning it in saying, I have this in me, but I am not controlled by it, we free ourselves. So my friends, this is a big talk. I know I probably went on longer, but there is so much I wanted to share. I wanted to bring this energy to you. I look forward to any comments you have. You can always contact me on info at christinepage.com or enter any of your comments on my website where I have every podcast is always uploaded there and a place for you to add comments. I would love to hear from you. What have I awoken in you? Stay true to yourself. Stay true to your beautiful, balanced individuality between spirit and matter. Until next week. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on YouTube. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.